0: Hello sports fans, this is the sellout sports podcast. I am Tori Rich joined by Mike Mawson and it is Super Bowl weekend and we have a, uh, a special edition coming up for you guys on Sunday a live ad- right after the Super Bowl. We're going to have multiple people
1: raw calling reaction.
0: In. Yeah, we're going to yeah, we're going to have raw reaction. Not you know, nothing planned really just just go with the flow react to the game But uh, in the meantime, you know, we have our regularly scheduled programming, so uh, we're going to get right to that and talk about the Super Bowl. Hit that music. All right, so uh, you know I think we've talked about this already. You know I've kind of uh, I've kind of shit on what Super Bowl week is. Um, so, you know I I still I still hold that you know Championship weekend is the best weekend of football.
1: But yeah, it's more of a circus come come Super Bowl. Time, no, you obviously. know
0: circus is the word, right? You know, and, and it, it and I I think I get extra annoyed because it's like. You know, Roger Goodell says those like those platitudes like this is the time to celebrate our league and blah, blah, blah. But OK, but the truth is there is a little bit of there is something to that. And I don't know, I I, I might some something's melting my icy heart and it might be you. I don't know. It might be hanging, you know, hanging with you so much. And, and uh, I don't know. Our whole like the whole premise of our show when we started, it was like, I'm going to be an old grumpy fuck because that's what I am. You're the young guy that's like, you know, like, you know, give the differing opinions, and we argue, and and I feel th-
1: like over one football season, which is what this show has has lasted to this point, yeah, we've kind of both met in the middle a little yeah. bit,
0: and so like, <laughs> and
1: so hopefully we're still interesting
0: because we're not really fighting that much anymore, um, but yeah, like I, I, you and I are just like two reasonable people, I guess, and um, and so we've we, we found some middle ground and. Yeah, I mean, my maybe we take, gotta
1: find like dirt on each other to make <laughs> yes, it interesting.
0: We'll, we'll get there, you know. Um, yeah, we, or, or or maybe we just need to like go, go over the top, you know, fake like Stephen A. versus Skip Bayless, because yeah. like, I mean, there's no way Skip Bayless is that dumb. There's no way Stephen A. Smith is that as annoying of a
1: human being, right? But, Skip, just quick, Skip Bayless rant. like him throwing his <laughs> his jerseys like in the garbage can like he never burns them he just throws them in the garbage can makes his wife like record the video like him <laughs> pretending to be so angry he's like mm. he just throws it you know he's just grabbing it out of that trash that has nothing in it and he's yeah. just you know right, just, just kidding i need re-use. this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> reduce reuse recycle right i mean i guess he's helping
0: <sighs> the environment but oh, good god man yeah but it just so you know whatever man we're sellout sports right like i'm not going to hate on the personas but it's just like we haven't really brought ourselves to do that yet, you know? So and to that point, right? Um this opening night or opening, yeah, opening night of the Super Bowl, and and then it was like it was like this WWE and or UFC and and, and I'm not shitting on UFC. I but it's its own thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, who's the announcer? It's, like, What's uh, his name? it's Bruce
1: Buffer. Yeah, of course.
0: Thank um you. and I and you know, like introducing the teams and, and I get it it's Vegas too so that's probably part of it but I just thought it was cheesy um it's not that big of a deal I cuz here's the other thing again my my take is softening a little bit cuz I'm like all right you know the NFL it's not just for me or shit it's not for me at all anymore so I just need to accept that or be miserable forever so it's not for me anymore it's for you know, a lot of dumbasses, frankly. But, you know, like, you, you, you know, you get what I'm saying? You're like, it's just like, I don't care about this stuff. But there were some good moments, though. And I don't know, like, having Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, I mean, the two best tight ends in the NFL. They're you're like side-by-side side there. They're talking, at, you know, right before the game. And and we already know Kittle's that kind of guy, that soundbite from the Lions, the NFC championship game with him and Aiden Hutchinson. Right. It's the NFC championship game, and they're just bullshitting and having fun out on the field after Kittle pancaked him. I mean, that's hilarious to me. I love that kind of stuff. But because um, they're obviously both playing hard, you know, Um but anyway, so like, I mean, you saw the Kittle and Kelsey interview, yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, and the guy's like, oh, which one of you is the best? He's like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Like, uh, you know, it was a good answer from both of them. Good job, you know? Um, diplomatic, but also not just totally pussing out or anything, right. you know? So good for them. Um, and like,
1: they, uh, you know, they hang out in the offseason. Like, tight ends have become like a t- uh, tight knit group. Like, the tight end university that they have in Nashville, like Greg Olson has kind of been a part of that George Kittle has been a big part of that like all of them go there and hang out and they like learn about the game and like or about the position and, and stuff like that so kind of a tight-knit group already but it is cool to see like two of the best at you know at the biggest stage
0: yeah so like I say I'm not a total curmudgeon I can you know like it it's it's a lot of hype and you know it I guess just take it for what it is and take it for it has, really has nothing to do with the game, and if and if you can enjoy that and everything, but just, you know, don't mix it up with with what the game is, I guess, you know? So, I guess that's where I am. So, I'm not really into the WWE style, and... I'd hate it as a player,
1: personally. Like,
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, right? Because, like, if you're a guy that, like... I mean, all, a lot of
1: these guys have already been there, right? But if you're a Brock Purdy or something like that, you, you know, it's your first time... He was getting asked like, like why he looks like that girl on TikTok. I don't know if you if you saw that. I've seen it. I have no idea who she is, but I've seen I, I the, either, the but, memes. Yeah, but he, to his credit, he was like, "Yeah, you know, sad profile. Yeah, kind of looks pretty, pretty accurate." <laughs> there were a few. There were a few
0: funny moments in there. Like, I mean, like. Um, I mean, didn't they ask him about Cam Newton's comments about him being a game manager and all that stuff? I I, I
1: really didn't pay much much attention, if Um, I'm I'm being completely honest. No,
0: and and I and that's what I mean. I don't pay much attention to it either, but I'm trying to not be
1: such a dick about it. Um Ever since I was a kid, I really just like I was like, This is kind of stupid. I think it's because I've always like really enjoyed sports. So I'm just like, Well, why are like when we when we get to the biggest point, why are we making it this show? It just seems weird. Like, this is like we're giving it an extra week, not to game plan. Well, obviously, the coaches are game planning and stuff like that, but like to have, um, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's side guy there asking questions. Like, I don't know if he's done it. Uh, is it uh, Guillermo? What's his name? Oh, Gier- oh, Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah. 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 I don't know if he's done it recently, but like when the Patriots were always there, he would ask like such stupid questions, like that have nothing to do with football. And I know that's what. of the questions are anyway, but it just seems, seems really weird. So, um, you know, this just occurred to me, um,
0: what is it? oh yeah because the extra week yeah it, like uh I forgot that we, we didn't put this in our notes but uh this was funny to me that unlv uh my alma mater their uh practice field wasn't up to snuff for the 49ers do you see that
1: oh I, I didn't know it was UNlv I saw that there was a uh were they complaining about plastic or something I saw something about like plastic on the field or or um, I just read it really quick I didn't I didn't actually go into the – was
0: where a soft a soft grass field was laid atop synthetic turf. I don't let me click on it. So obviously, you know, this is NFLPA complaining about it. There was something about I heard about the firmness of the turf and I and it it was nowhere
1: we're already there, we're not even at the game yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and I mean, obviously this is the practice field, but this shit matters, right? Like you can't practice the way you want to. Um yeah, so they held their first uh official practice of Super Bowl week at UNLV where a soft grass field was laid atop synthetic turf. The thoroughly inspected field really isn't up to snuff for what our players deserve, NFLPA Executive Director Lloyd Howell Jr. said. Uh, we're aware of the issue, blah, blah, blah. Um,
1: and let's see. That's crazy. That
0: On, Oh, here we go. On Monday, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell downplayed the field's issue, saying it's playable. NFLPA President J.C. Treder took exception to that description. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in a row. Uh, yeah, dude, if the field is an issue again, <laughs> this, this, this can't happen. This can't happen.
1: Like, well, Vegas is already on a rotation, so they're safe. They don't care about the playing condition. They're already getting their Super Bowl every five or so years. They're in there with Miami now. Uh, who else is in there? I think LA is in there. and New Orleans. Yeah, they, on rotation. Yeah, they'll never play a cold weather in, unless it's uh, unless yeah they in a dome and it, they just spent eighty billion dollars on it. Stupid. Anyway, um,
0: oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes said he's uh he's paying the entire team's tab if they win the Super Bowl to come back to Vegas, like just so they can focus this week.
1: Like, you know what? Okay, so let, let's get to wait, that. now. So wait, it, wait, I'm I'm confused. Why wouldn't they just party their asses off after they win the Super Bowl in Vegas? Uh, because you got to go back for the parade, I guess. Yeah, I but know. that's like two days away. Like you but, you you get that night at least,
0: and as somebody who lived in vegas like honestly you can do it all in like 3 or 4 days
1: but no, he said he would bring everybody back like he would he would pick up the tab on that so um fair enough well they did they did party in vegas travis travis was saying their last or last year
0: i'm sure they'll party like for one day after but i don't know like i guess what he was maybe he was suggesting he'd bring them back for like a week or something i don't know i just i saw
1: the yeah that's going to that's going to create some bad habits there uh, <laughs> i just if they're in vegas for a week <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. As somebody who lived there though, like,
0: like, dude, I would always tell people, uh, tell people two things that uh, take it easy the first night and hydrate like a motherfucker before you even get here. And nobody ever listened. Everyone always went crazy the first night, felt like shit the second day, basically second day is just a wash. If you, you know, like. Yeah, yeah I not, just, not for me. I but. tried to I tried to tell people, man. You know, well, yeah, maybe for you. Early twenties, like, you know. People, I was gonna say people coming to visit at my age. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just talking about this with Jake, my my little brother, actually, because I I tried to bring him out the last time I went back to visit Vegas, and I was gonna bring him out to like to like train at the MMA gyms and stuff like that. Him and and the kid Sam that I was telling you about, the kid I coached in wrestling um i was gonna bring him out too and like the whole thing fell through but um yeah when i was still like kind of in shape and we we were gonna go train at the mma gyms together sweet i'm gonna start a stable yeah uh jake yeah sam wilkins who just got a congratulations sam got his 100th uh college victory by the way yeah that's awesome taught him everything he knows Uh, just kidding um that kid could kick my ass when he was in high school so um he was really good is really good um but yeah, I'm just going to start a stable of fighters I think. I think that's what I'm what I'm going to do and uh I got one one connection, and, so uh yeah, maybe he yeah. can he can join the join the group. And shout out Kyle Hill who just won his fight tonight in uh F, FC it, shit. What's it? called? <laughs> There's too many, 6 it, it, it? Well, it was something it was something FC6. Hang on, we'll find it. He's 2 and 0 now. He's 2 and 0. A, a, a as a pro and he looked really good. Um, so you know
1: what while you're looking that up shout out to lucas rosa he's get, making his professional ufc debut in two weeks at uh, foxwoods casino in connecticut so uh we got some we got some fighter connections on this podcast i know dude we got i'm to manipulate telling you those. We, like
0: uh yeah it, like once uh once we can make it worth their wire while i
1: guess right but, um i'm just gonna be uh transparent and say i have no clue about fighting whatsoever but I'm willing to learn, and and you have you have some knowledge.
0: Yeah. So he, de- uh, so Kyle Hill defeated Cameron Resnitsky. Uh, Re- yeah, Rez- Reznisky, um in MMA Combat FC Six tonight, and he looked fantastic with a uh, with a finish early in second round rear naked choke. But he looked fantastic on his feet, and uh, yeah, we got we got to work more MMA into this. But man, we, uh, yeah, I guess it's not that far of a stretch. We went from. Super Bowl, Vegas, MMA. It, yeah, we should it, probably go back to Super it Bowl. It happens. Though. Yeah. Um So anyway,
1: uh maybe like talk about the game. I think uh, people would want to hear about I that. I think
0: I think I was getting into my thing about Mahomes, um where like, yeah, again, as I continue to grow as a person, pat myself on the back, I'm beginning to empathize with Patrick Mahomes as well. Um and see, so you, you know, like like what an asshole is dad! Third get, time, get, right? Getting yeah. a DUI like this week. at, at the, you know at this timing, you know what I mean? And then he has to field questions about it, and it's just like, man, is all of his family just shit? Like I, I heard a quick interview with his mother; she didn't sound bad, so maybe that's maybe that's uh, how how it works, right? But like his wife is really annoying. His brother's a piece of shit. His dad's a piece of shit. Yeah, but his wife's uh, gonna be
1: on Sports uh, Illustrated cover or cover or not maybe not cover, but magazine. What? What? Like swimsuit? Yeah, dude, I don't even think she's like that good looking. No, uh, I don't either. But she's you know, Patrick pulled some strings, so
0: whatever, man. Um. So anyway, yeah, Mahomes was on with the uh uh, uh, uh this Jeremiah Fennel kid. He's unbelievable. Uh, if you guys haven't seen him, he's 11 years old. Um, he freaking loves football. I I don't even remember what area he's from, but he's a Raiders fan. Um, poor kid. And so he He said my city. So I think he might be from, from the area. Yeah. Oh, that does make sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. So he, he was like, you know, he was like working for NFL network, but he's 11 years old. He can't play football because he had, uh, he was born with like some sort of birth defect and, um, actually doesn't have a gland in his brain or something. So basically like, because of the, um, brain, uh, malformation, he, um, he can't play football can't play contact sports um and i don't know if that has anything to do with why this kid is just like brilliant but he's like he's like better than half the people on espn interviewing these
1: people yeah he's phenomenal um just like uh straight to the point you know no nerves whatsoever no like it's funny like 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 uh, kelsey got a few a couple of giggles out of him but like
0: but, but 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 i mean right back to it like yeah like, like he right was, back
1: to the question like um they like they can't teach that at, at journalism. So I say, super
0: composed. Um good questions. He, he did this fantasy draft with Mahomes where they were like what did he say? The rules were they couldn't be former Chiefs players
1: or something or current Chiefs players. Current, so like, excuse so like me, Chris current. Jones couldn't be picked for like D tackle. Right, yeah.
0: right. And he couldn't and he couldn't uh Mahomes couldn't take Tyreek or no, he could take Tyreek Hill Cause he's not on the Chiefs anymore, but he couldn't take Kelsey, of course. Um so he does this fantasy draft with him, and he's just, they're just rattling them off back and forth. And the kid had an answer every time Mahomes said something, you know, like it was so good. Um, yeah, kid picked, and, and yeah, the kid was, was cool named, and the kid was naming like old school players.
1: Wolfork, yeah. Yeah.
0: He threw out Will Fork. He threw out, I mean, you know, even Barry Sanders for a kid to know, a kid his age to know Barry Sanders, you know yeah. what I mean? Like all that stuff. It was so good. Um, so uh, that was actually really entertaining. He had a funny interview with uh, Travis Kelsey. You pointed this out, like, like he tried to
1: bait him into admitting that his brother was retiring. Like, <laughs> He's like, like yeah, kid- so you know, your brother's retiring, and they, you know, uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he, ju- he just said it was a, as a fact, <laughs> yeah, to, matter to of if, fact, to see if Travis would confirm it. Travis is like, well, I think his status is up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we're gonna say it on our podcast, kid. Don't, don't, (laughs) don't steal my thunder. He was trying to, he was trying to get the scoop out of him. Yeah, Yeah. you got to appreciate it, right? That was
0: pretty funny. Um, So anyway, so check out this or look. I I guess we should look out for this Jeremiah Fennel kid because he's gonna take our job. Like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. a few more years. We've got a few years, I guess. But yeah, he's uh, people are gonna like him more than us. (laughs) We need to recruit him. That's, that's probably what needs to happen. Yeah. I think we need to connect with him. I mean, he's the one on NFL network, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Good for him though. Yeah. Cause he really does deserve it. He was awesome. Um, so let's see. Uh, uh, you know, also, you know, speaking to the circus of it though, right. Um, the, I did hear some radio row interviews that were pretty entertaining. I, uh, had to take a long drive back to new Hampshire this weekend. And so on that, I, I uh, listened to NFL, um, uh, the NFL channel on Sirius XM. And, uh, so James Harrison was on there. We'll come back to him. Um, but he was very, you know, he was fun to listen to, uh, Derek Brooks. Just, uh, just listen to him talk about like winning the, you know, the super bowl win over the Raiders and how, you know, th- the, the Raiders got their passing and everything like that. And so, but you know, basically everyone was like, you can't, you can't do that against the bucks and the, right. and, the and the Raiders just refused to, uh, you know, adapt. Yeah. yeah. Refused to adapt. Like if they, if they had just run the football, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that, I mean, obviously that bucks defense, I I, I don't think the bucks were going to lose that game. matter <laughs> I mean, they did have Brad Johnson at quarterback, so I guess they did have a, uh, they did have a weakness, but I can't I, th- I feel like they put up four, you know, at least forty in that game, including a pick six. But um, Jake Plummer, he was interesting. Jake it, the Snake. Um, I, I'm not going to give him free advertising, partially because I can't remember the name of his company. But he was on there marketing his mushrooms to, uh, and trying to dispel the the stigma. I think of uh, mushrooms being just about psychedelics. Like you know, mushrooms can
1: yeah, healing, healing prowess, healing,
0: yeah. Yeah. and uh, and wellness and saving the earth because it's it's you know you can have protein from your mushrooms and everything legendary Uh, sun devil
1: jake the snake
0: i was gonna say he was probably like uh he was probably still a god around there even when you were in college right? oh yeah yeah Yeah. um but i remember yeah i remember him uh very well playing for the uh the broncos and the cardinals uh do i have the order wrong on that was it cardinals first was he like drafted right right to Arizona out of Arizona state? No, I or? think
1: I think you're right. I think he came back to Arizona. Yeah, okay. Um probably part of the reason to for being a god,
0: right? Yeah. Um so let's see. Um You know, you did, and I did hear like uh, you know, Andy Reid and Steve Spagnolo on there. I thought you know, like they had good interviews too. Basically what it's coming down to and like I said, I didn't really finish my thing on Patrick Mahomes, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm kinda I'm kind of softening up on him between his he's actually a lot more relatable and likable. Um it, it really just comes down to the antics on the field, which again I haven't seen recently. So
1: welcome to the light side, not the dark um, side.
0: You know, I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe like this is a guy that I could actually root for. I mean, he he makes fun of himself all the time. He made fun of his dad, Bod. And everything like that, because I mean, he's not like a built dude. He makes fun
1: of his voice. Uh, often, he make, yeah. he made
0: fun of his own voice. Like they were like, "Do your best Kermit impression." He's like, "I'm doing it right now." <laughs> you know, but, right, um, yeah, Um I don't know. I, like, it, yeah it, he yeah. he does it. He 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 has fun with it without seeming like he's not focused. I guess so. I I give him credit. He like he was on one of the interviews like they were making fun of how he runs and he was yeah just, he's so he, weird and, his... and he's like yeah but you know like the, I, I don't know what it is but these guys are just taking bad angles on me or something because they think I look slower than I am <laughs> like he's like he's like but I am fast you know like and, like I'm, I'm not faster the most fast most like, guys yeah, yeah you know like but I mean he
1: just I mean he's showing it lately I mean the way he's scrambling and running yeah for sure I don't
0: know I think it's part like I always attributed it to his vision like he just I feel like he like, he sees the field better than almost anybody so he, so when he's running the football he sees the field almost better than anybody i think that's what it is with him um i don't know maybe it's just a a, a say quoi. you just some 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 guys you just can't even you can't even explain it right um true that so point being i'm still rooting for the 49ers um <laughs> but <laughs>
1: that took you 20 but, minutes to get out you're like yeah patrick Rose, patrick Williams. go niners
0: i'm just I, I was i was uh self-rebutting myself before I say no I still want this to be the 49ers i'm also saying i still think it's going to be the chiefs i actually think it's going to be the chiefs by a lot um now granted uh, dude i i just I think the Ravens were the best team in the NFL this year and granted Agreed. the Ravens imploded and kind of paved the way for the chiefs in that game but the chiefs played really well no, they did. Um, they didn't, they didn't play well offensively in the second half. Cause the Ravens finally kind of got their shit together. Um, but I just, I don't think the 49ers defense is anywhere near what the Ravens was this year. No, um, it's not because no one's was, you know, like the 49ers have a very good defense, but that being said, we saw some of their weaknesses in that lions game. And then the lions imploded. Uh, I think you can run straight ahead on this team. Um, the concern, I mean, Joe Tooney was out, and it looks like Joe Tooney will be out for this
1: game. He's actually confirmed out. Uh, oh, oh yeah, he's been yeah. confirmed.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I heard doubtful. So um, so Tooney's out. So it's, it's Allegretti again. And again, we've talked about offensive line c- continuity a lot. But the thing is, is Allegretti actually gives you a little bit more continuity than most backup linemen because he's, cause he's played left tackle and left guard for him before. Right um so maybe that's part of why it's actually working out a little bit I mean I mean Pacheco's touchdown run against the Ravens was right behind him so yeah I just think um, it's
1: it's tough because like matchups right like Hargrave is right there he's created the most pressures from that from that spot pressures pressures but that's what I'm saying is I don't
0: think I don't think Hargrave is really a run stuffer like I don't and and I don't think any, I, see, that's the thing. You, like, you can't run sideline to sideline on this team. You can't run sideline to sideline on the 49ers. It's not going to work. Um, even, even Jameer Gibbs couldn't run sideline. Like, he got a couple of yards every time he went sideline to sideline. But if you run straight ahead on these guys, which it's just Pacheco's running style, this good interior line, um, I don't know, man. Like Fred Warner is going to have to have a hell of a game, I think, because I don't think this interior line is really built to stop against that, against the Chiefs' interior line. And I, I think it's going to have to be Warner and Greenlaw.
1: Uh, I get it. but Talk about it, key players. That's all yeah, I can Yeah, no, I got you. I mean, the Niners, um, I just see, like, the way I see the game going is I see the Niners scoring first, and I don't see it getting necessarily out of hand, but – Uh, in passing situations I mean you have to favor in Chiefs passing situations that's a big between the tackles right that that we've mentioned and then getting pressure from the inside now with Hargrave I mean that's that's going to be tough to to manage like you're you're really going to have to be in third and manageable so okay maybe the Pacheco up the middle helps you there but uh, you know a Juwan Taylor penalty gets you behind the sticks and now it's a passing situation and I don't know, man. I I could see it. I could see them feasting on that. It's
0: just, I don't know, man. Third and thirteen just seems to be nothing with Patrick Mahomes. That like is he'll true. Always, he'll always run for a first down. He always finds the gap. And and the and Niners they can, are really good in
1: zone. They'll, like they'll double. They, they, they can't go zone. Like like, if, you're right. If 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 they go zone. Kelsey's just going to find the soft spot, and they're going to manipulate, and yeah, they'll get first down.
0: Again, man, it it might be ugly. You you know, like me saying, you know, I I, I joke like, oh, yeah, Chiefs by three touchdowns. Like, that's probably not going to happen. It's not really the way the Chiefs are built right now. But I don't know. I mean, again, we go back to like winning ugly, winning the way the Patriots used to win, winning games that they shouldn't win. Because really, I don't think the Chiefs are a more talented team this year either, but they're just –
1: So so I'm glad. I'm I'm glad you brought up the Patriots. This feels so Patriots-esque, and it feels like uh it feels kind of Eagles-esque. Like the Patriots weren't like the greatest team that year, right? They had some turnover. Brady found a way to kind of get to the Super Bowl, but they were the more that's not great, because they were the more talented team versus the Eagles. But this feels like a a feather in Mahomes' cap in my eyes, where this is where he loses one and it's looked back and it's like the fact that you got the Chiefs to the Super Bowl this year is like crazy. Like we're gonna look back in ten years and be like, Wow, I can't believe Mahomes did that with these receivers and, and stuff like that. <laughs> I think he's gonna I think
0: he's gonna win and we're gonna look back and say he beat the team that we recognize as the best offense in the league all year, granted in sub zero temperatures, but they beat the Dolphins <laughs> then they go uh, have another epic match with the bills then they beat the best te- defense in the league and then they beat the best the, basically the hands down favorite all year in the 49ers well uh, one
1: of us are going to be right come come monday on sports center i i can just i'm picturing sports center now and it's that you know it's the narrative of wow patrick mahomes got them this far and that, i think that's what it's going to be
0: yeah i mean he really can't lose he can lose with me <laughs> basically because because no because it it can be worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is the Chiefs win on Mahomes and the Chiefs bitching and getting a penalty. Yeah, yeah, a
1: game changing penalty that'll create content for like months for the show. And that will
0: and that will ruin me because honestly, like I I kind of I kind of turned the corner a little bit. And I, I think you I know? called
1: my shot. I think it's probably going to happen because you're <laughs> because you're opening up to him. You're there's going to be something that is going to be not to your liking at all. I'm, I think I'm. You know, I I dared. I hope it's not. I dared a to a love crucial, again. Crucial crucial situation, but this is. I,
0: I I can't get hurt again. I don't have the script,
1: I, but I
0: <laughs> I dared to love again, and 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 he's gonna hurt me, and uh, I think that's what's. going to You're gonna just happen. gonna open
1: up your heart. We'll watch together. This will be a safe space. So there'll be buffalo chicken dip. Well, this will be a safe <laughs> space.
0: I'm I'm just gonna be so broken by by the end of this because I think I think you're right. I think it's gonna happen, or or it'll just be like. It could even be like Jawan Taylor or just get away with like an agree, like, like not even a hold. It'll be like a face mask where he rips, you know, Joey Bosa down or, or Nick. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Nick Bosa. Nick, right, yeah. Rips, Nick, rips Nick Bosa down by his face mask or something. Um, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably what's going to happen. But let's talk about the other side of the ball. So Brock Purdy, obviously everything that's said about him. Uh, we know the Chiefs love to bring pressure. Brock Purdy is very good against pressure. How do you think that that plays? I mean, I got the stats here.
0: I don't think the Chiefs bring pressure like a lot of teams do. Though that's the thing. I think Spagnuolo like. There's so many like safeties and nickelbacks blitzing and things like that. And and he he always seems to know the right time to bring those guys. It's I just don't feel like bringing pressure with the Chiefs is is the same thing. Like it's I like don't tradition.
1: It's not traditional pressure. It's not. Right, it's not
0: traditional. It's also. Chris Jones is terrifying. It's also yeah, I think it is just like he t- like Spagnuolo should probably be a head coach sometime soon and if he's not maybe he's waiting for Andy Reid to be done or it's something. It's interesting.
1: It's interesting though because uh so I'll just rattle off the stats really quick. 68.1 completions percentage against the blitz. This is Brock Purdy's second best in the NFL. And then he's best in passing yards per attempt against the blitz, 10.1, passing touchdowns. He's tied for the most was sixteen, and then passer rating one hundred twenty eight is the best. Uh, but it's interesting that you say that because, uh, like the Niners buck buck the trend. They like to run against heavy boxes, and they like to pass against light boxes. So you add that element, right? Like the defense is, you know, you have a heavy box. You are like, okay, it's going to be a pass here. So like, I feel like that's just human nature. Once you get what we're 18 19 games into the season now and then you're right like uh Brock probably hasn't had a lot of like slot cor- corners coming and blitzing him and you know second down and whatever you know so it is it's going to take some like getting used to it. it's like I feel like the first quarter is going to be a real feel-out process for both teams really and I I
0: don't know and this isn't I like Purdy. I really do. Like, we really, we, we might have the two best quarterbacks against each other. You know, maybe, maybe Purdy has played well and he, he deserves a ton of credit for how he brought them back against the Lions. I mean, all those runs, you know, like where he's lowering his shoulder, by the way. And I mean, just yeah. like th- those runs against the Lions. I mean, that, like, if he hasn't, I don't know. Like, Cam Newton deserves absolutely no validation. He's a fucking idiot. And he's not a game manager. So, like, is it, like, you know what game manager is? It's Cam Newton with the Patriots. That's a fucking game manager. Yeah, I think that's actually a
1: perfect game manager. Yeah. That's, so, a, that's a great example. I mean, it, well, it's not because he turned the ball over all the time. But well, what, like, what, that's, like, ideally what they, they brought him in to be, right? Yeah. Um,
0: what an asshole. What a stupid asshole. Just trying to, like, stay relevant. Like, shut up, Cam Newton. God, I hate him. Yeah, you're not a big Cam Newton fan. Um, I mean, why would I be? Are you saying like like? I mean, pretty, pretty, like, what's, pretty electric to watch. Uh, y- yeah, for day. like three years, and then because now, man, no. I word. mean, I can
1: I can respect those three years. Yeah. No.
0: So what? You, like, then you get out of the game, and you like you do all this shit to try, like even. I mean, how many people are Heisman, Heisman, even Terrell Owens and and Chad Ocho Cinco and all these guys, they faded away. They, they shut their fucking mouths because they know their time is over. Cam Newton's retired. He's still talking shit. He's talking shit about a fucking second year quarterback. Uh, The stats all say Purdy can handle the blitz. Well, Um, and and again, like it's like I say, it's, it's, it's with the chiefs. It's, it's unconventional. It's, you know what I also think it is is if you're a team that's going to blitz a lot, you you have to tackle well. And I, like I I I have to imagine the Chiefs are near the bottom of the or you know the, near the top of the league near the best in the league at limiting yards after catch when you think about it.
1: So obviously uh, Debo is is up there. Actually, the first and he top, could he
0: could kind of break that the, the top yeah.
1: three uh, yards after catch per reception are all in the Super Bowl. It's it's Debo. Uh, Rasheed Rice and uh, McCaffrey. I'm not sure if the third was McCaffrey, and that would, would make would sense, think it, yeah. yeah. You would think it would yeah. be
0: McCaffrey, right? Um, yeah, and that's interesting in itself. Um, it's a little bit of a you know, fire and ice, hard, uh, immovable object meets yeah, right. irresistible force, right? Um, so yeah, uh, you know, that uh, I don't know, we really did, we ended up with the two best teams, right? Like, I mean, maybe Ravens, 49ers would have you know, would have been, but. The Ravens mentally obviously weren't there yet. So, uh, yeah, so Purdy, Purdy handles the blitz well, but we don't know if that's actually and, – and I think Andy Reid has obviously grown so much as a coach because when I was an Eagles fan, it would drive me nuts that he just wouldn't run the freaking ball. And then, like, he does that to Chiefs fans every once in a while, and he gets too cute every once in a while.
1: But, like, last but like, week – or last week. Yeah. Last, week. Yeah. last, last year
0: or last year against the Eagles, right? Like he leaned on Pacheco because the field was fucked up and he was like, Who's my best straight ahead runner? And he
1: you know what I mean? Like Can just, I can I give you a crazy theory here?
0: Oh, please.
1: Kadarius Tony's might have a good game. Dude, wasn't his interview funny? Like I didn't watch it. Oh, he, he just he I just said
0: like they um did he say he said i'm the best you know if if i get the ball (laughs) oh yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. okay i did i did see i mean
0: like if you read it it sounds like he's being like a total asshole he was kind of saying it tongue in cheek i mean i'm sure he believes it but you know um but yeah like there's a big difference between watching an interview and reading an interview like sometimes the transcripts are like like, no fucking way he said that (laughs) like and then you watch tony say it and it's like okay he didn't like he didn't mean it like it yeah so I,
1: like and andy reed is that coach that would give, to give him, him the ball yeah, yeah. and to, that you know uh i think there's <laughs> like bill belichick he would have been gone 12 weeks ago right, right. like the just two extremes um but, but yeah I, I really do believe andy reed would p- drop some exotic plays for him again and <laughs> Even like allow him to return, yeah. I, say, again, I mean, or... like,
0: uh, you know, I mean, why if he did that in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, like, yeah, give him another punt return, right? Like, um, I think you're totally right, and I think I think Kelsey has been coming on, um, you know, since, since a couple of weeks before the end of this regular season, um. And just like their their chemistry, I mean, what they did to the Ravens, those two, you know what I mean. Like if they can do that again, like I mean, can anybody stop that? Can anybody stop a team that where, where Mahomes and Kelsey are connecting like that? So between Pacheco, like you said, Rice, right? Um, you know now if if Rice really emerges, I mean, talk about another key player, right? And then the Chiefs have one of the best linebackers in the NFL, and I think that's a big that's a big factor with um with Christian McCaffrey on the other side. Nick Bolton is a stud. I still re- I still remember going back to week one and pointing out a play. You remember the Lions won on that fourth and short mm-hmm. to convert. And the play before Nick Bolton took David Montgomery and literally as David Montgomery's like charging through the line trying to get a first down and Nick Bolton just like picked up a grown man who was running full speed and
1: yeah, I remember. instead of letting yeah. him
0: fall forward, it, it was I mean, he's a monster, dude. Um so I'm a big Nick Bolton fan and so like that's that's a matchup right there as well mm-hmm. uh with Christian McCaffrey. I think just you know so much of this again I don't want to overemphasize the quarterback positions you know what I mean but like Mahomes versus Purdy is such a mismatch right now as much as I as much as I like Purdy and as much as fuck Cam Newton and his stupid face and his stupid fucking hats. Because Brock Purdy is not a game manager, but um, he's not Patrick Mahomes either.
1: Yeah, and then you—it's so it's tough. Um, I'm I'm going Niners in this game, uh, but then you go quarterback. Obviously, it's Patrick Mahomes over Brock Purdy. Don't need to dive into that, right? And what did we learn from the Super Bowl last year? Because I still have
0: the take. If you have the better coach, well that's the Chiefs it, do, that's, and if you
1: have the better quarterback, that's exactly where I was going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly where I was. I was going is is Shanahan has shown a tendency to kind of shrink in these moments, right? Although, so you know,
0: playing from behind, maybe they're actually okay because it's he just, opens up you, the
1: playbook and yeah. yeah.
0: But you just can't have a you know a one score lead when you're Shanahan. Maybe maybe that's the problem because um, they've come from behind twice. So I will give the Forty Nine ers that. I don't know what it is. It's just like. The Chiefs running game, Jesus, if the field is fucked up again, then, like, the Chiefs obviously know how to handle that.
1: Let me so, give you this. Let me give you this. So uh, I went down a little bit of a hole of next-gen stats, uh, just kind of trying to see where I was going. Uh, Niners were the best scoring team on opening possessions ever, uh, or at least since 2000 when when these things were tracked. They averaged four points on opening possession. So they've been playing with the lead all season long. Um just right from the get go. And then in the playoffs, both playoff games, they haven't scored they failed to score on the opening possession. Uh I, I wonder if it's like a if, if if it's something they've learned, right? Like you just mentioned, obviously coming from behind and winning. Um I'm wondering if that's kind of built a callous for this team that that can help them in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Um I I, I think that's valid. I think so so, I just pulled up uh, the next-gen stats on Javon Hargrave since you, since you mentioned the next-gen stats, and I clicked on your link here, and I didn't realize you meant at right interior defensive tackle. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, so, versus
1: left guard. Versus uh, left guard. Uh, no, yeah. now
0: I get what you're saying. And so a league-leading 54 pressures. So this is interesting. This is actually this is one of the matchups I want to see because I want to see if they give uh, Allegretti the help. Um, as opposed to on Bosa or, or, uh, on young. Um, and I think that might happen. Like, I mean, obviously you can't chip on both sides. Right. Um, I mean, I guess you can, but you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I would probably just, the, uh, I would just run at chase young. <laughs> I mean that it worked very well last week, just right at him, <laughs> And I, and I that's what I mean is I think you can
0: run – like I mean, yeah, so if it's Chase Young and – uh,
1: I, I think that – Do the ends flip I'm for the 49ers? Sure. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, but, yeah, if you can run right at – No, no, no. Nick stays like 69% of the time he's on the right side. Okay. And even so, like I don't – but really none of
0: them are that good against the run, though, uh, from what I've seen. So – and guess what? If you run right at a team's best pass rushers – I mean, I would do the same. I'd run right at, at, at Chris Jones, too, and it might not work for the first two, three series – You know what I mean? This is why having a quarterback that can convert on third and eight, I trust Mahomes to convert on third and eight. I don't always trust Purdy will. You know what I mean? But you can't trust him like every series, like Mahomes. You get third and eight is like old hat. Like like how often does third and eight not really pan out? Third and
1: seven, you know what I mean? Yeah, we were talking earlier this year. It was like third and twenty seven on that. Uh, Like could have been a miss. Could have been a pi, right? Like we're like, oh, and like, and it was a drop ball. Like it. Against the Eagles. That was against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um yeah so I mean that's really what it comes down to right is third downs with quarterbacks right and so like if I guess if the 49ers avoid all those third and longs and everything like that it, I mean both teams you know it, it, it sounds so simple it sounds like such a stupid thing to say, but it's just really like if any if either team can get out to a two score lead, like of course the game's not over you know, with with the two teams that we have playing here. But it's like it's a huge advantage because of the two defenses we have playing. Um, Yeah, no shit. Like, yeah,
1: the team that scores more
0: points is probably no, going to win. I said that same uh, thing
1: earlier this year. And it, it. you sound so stupid when you're saying it. Not saying that you sound stupid right now, but it's just like I, I totally get your point. But then it's just on the other side of the brain, it's just like, well, the Niners go ahead. Like, are we really, like, nervous if the Niners go ahead two touchdowns, especially <laughs> – uh, with what we just talked about with Shannon, and then knowing that Patrick Mahomes is on the other side,
0: I'm telling you, tell you, man. Like, it, it talk about talk about scripting, right? And it's for Mahomes to come back, just like just like Brady did it against the Legion of Boom, you know, like for him to do it against the 49ers. I mean, for Mahomes to complete, if he wins this, it might be one of the best postseason performances and, and it's not like his stats have been unbelievable but, but to beat the teams they've beaten
1: yeah the bills niners and,
0: uh, i mean again yeah. even the dolphins yeah i mean you got his his fucking helmet shattered i mean that's really where things started turning around for me his helmet shattered he's only pissed because he got to put on a fucking freezing helmet i get that i could that's fair you know what i mean he's pissed because he can't get back into the game he shouldn't have been able to get back into the game without a timeout, but whatever. You know, like, again, like, that's not his fault. The refs fucked that up. Just, man, can the refs
1: not fuck this one up tonight or this weekend? Please. Okay. Got to talk about the refs for a minute since you said it. Why do they just, uh, why do they assemble a crew for Super Bowl? Why don't they keep the, like, the best working crew that has worked together all year? Like, why are you having the best line judge and the best side judge and the, you know, you, you know, Continuity you do matters. To, well, continuity matters. And not only that, but
0: like but egos. You know what I mean? So like like say, say you make a call and, and the and the guy that you don't even fucking know or you barely know comes in and overrules you, you're gonna be like, well, fuck me, no, fuck you. Right. But if you if it's already the same crew that you've been working with, so why not yeah, like you said, why not just the best crew from
1: why Reward. not the
0: crew that did the best? Yeah. Reward
1: the best performance. Because
0: like, how do you know that like, you know, they don't make each other – again, like they're a team too, right? Some of
1: it's better, better than the sum of its parts, right? They could they could learn from the NBA. The NBA does that. They keep the same officiating. That's crew. interesting. See, I didn't know that – I didn't even know that they
0: they assemble the crew for the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, pick, that, and,
1: yeah, they pick and choose.
0: Now, now that's something to – that's a talking point right there, man. Um, no, it doesn't make any sense
1: at all. It's so dumb.
0: It doesn't make any sense at all because if you think about it, even if it comes down to pay, right, like rewarding reps, right, like you're getting a bonus, like, obviously. But I mean, like look at it like a team sport, like like hey, the best crew will get that last paycheck, right? So stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. I had no idea about that, and you're and, and I, I didn't know the NBA did it that way either. So that's
1: well, yeah, the NBA d- does it the right way. They gr- they keep their crew.
0: Yeah, great point, sir. Great point,
1: Scott Foster's crew. Um, against Chris Paul, undefeated. <laughs> um, these
0: are the kinds of things that Mike will write about on uh, the website, which is coming soon. It is. Um, excellent point. Uh, all right. So with all that being said and all that, you know, we're remembering some, uh, we're, we're you know, there were some negative feelings about Super Bowls past, maybe even the last one. <laughs> Uh, and that being said, again, I say there were bad calls on both sides because I think Miles Sanders fumbled on the. Uh, was it Bolton that took that one for back for what looked like a? I think a, it was. Yeah, yeah. Or did Bolton actually score the touchdown on the on the Hertz fumble where he got face masked? Um, oh, that's I could be
1: remembering that. I'm not. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Maybe it, it was both. Imagine it, if it, it was might both. have been.
0: It might have been because it's not like the history books tell us. Yeah. Um, No, Miles. As far as I'm concerned, that was a fumble by Miles Sanders. So. We probably wouldn't even have been in the position for the bullshit call on James Bradbury. (laughs) But it was a bullshit call, especially in that situation. And, yes, situations do matter on ticky-tack holding calls. Uh, Okay. And uh, so with all that being said, uh, we have a a new segment that we'd like to introduce. Um, Us, uh, you know, going down huge lists isn't really like, uh, you know, doesn't make for great radio, but we can, but we can uh, pick six, and so that is the name of our new segment, Pick like Six. It. And uh, I'm sure we accidentally stole it from some, you know, radio show or yeah, podcast it's, it's somewhere. somewhere. Um, but, but we as, didn't do it knowingly. But as long as it's not their IP, then we can have it. So, so, so I will start.
1: Uh, we're we're going, yeah, favorite Super Bowl moments. Uh, I'm not going to bombard the listeners with, uh, you know. Uh, an array of Patriots moments. With, oh God, uh, we already know what
0: you're going to say, Patriots fan.
1: Um, but I will start with one. One of my three picks will indeed be a uh, a Patriots, and it's it's the most electric moment in Super Bowl history, if you ask me. It's Malcolm Butler interception, Super Bowl 49. Uh, you're defeated. You're defeated. The game is over. Uh, no real chance. 27 seconds. You know the, the game is over. And all they have to do is run the ball. And the Seahawks decide that they don't want to run the ball. And Malcolm Butler, uh, you know, just a perfect story for the Patriots. Undrafted West Alabama product, you know, signed that year, you know, ran that play in practice the day before and and knew what the tendencies were. Just everything about the Patriots dynasty is, is shown in that one play right there.
0: Um, and that doesn't that just that play. There's so much to unpack from it, right? I mean, we've talked about it before. Belichick not calling timeouts,
1: and yeah, what are you doing? And, yeah,
0: and screaming at the TV like, why isn't he using their timeouts? And to this day, I still think it was the wrong call. But, but you know, when it comes to Belichick, is he's such a genius that he knew that that Pete Carroll would poop himself in the big moment, right? You know, what I mean? like, or, you know, or again, that's another thing to unpack that we've talked about. Is it is that why Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson hate each other? You know what I mean? Because right. did Russell Wilson. There's act so like, much there. Did Russell Wilson fucking audible or, you know, did he did he change the play in the fucking huddle? Like any number of things. Right. Um, if there's that. There's the play before Dante Hightower makes a fucking game-saving tackle. Yeah.
1: Just breaks with like a broken shoulder. Uh, <laughs> he had to have surgery on that shoulder after.
0: I mean, dude, yeah. there's so much from that play. and of course the 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 Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball, you know, like you can't not mention that.
1: And then And then even after. So just, it,
0: oh, I was going to say i was gonna say just like the cartoonish look on Richard Sherman's face. It went from like grinning, like, yeah, baby, to the, like
1: being at the um, the parade after, and they're holding up, uh, how many rings does Brady have? And it's, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's, it's just awesome. And, and the Sherman cry, yeah, crying yeah, <laughs> memes are oh, so funny. Michael Bennett, uh, you know, diving at the knees and starting a, a brawl at the two yard line after the interception because they had to take a knee, yeah, just like, yeah, you lost. Oh, beautiful.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah, it did get nasty at like at, at the goal line. Like, I, yeah, when they when they were trying to kneel it. Um, but it, yeah, it's 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 obviously it's one of the most memorable plays in Super Bowl history. Like you said, after the, uh, you know, Brady giving Butler the the MVP truck, it's all good stuff. it's yeah. So it's it's one of the best Super Bowl moments by far. Um, and again, that was like that was to cap, you know, Brady coming back from down ten. Uh, to beat, you know, what was, I mean, it's, it's got to be a top five defense ever.
1: Yeah. And just think um, about the history changing like aspects of that. I mean, Brady had already, he lost two, right. He lost the undefeated season and then lost Eli again in 2011 and got back. And like, imagine if he loses that one. Yeah. No, it, it's, it, it, it could be huge. I mean,
0: yeah. Russell Wilson might still be the quarterback of the Seahawks right now. Like there's a, there's a lot there. It's, And and there's just like there's that narrative that like yeah like the key and Pete Carroll don't you know maybe maybe there's some beef there over how that went down right crazy so so crazy. um, That being said, uh, so so this is how we're gonna do pick six. It's it's a snake draft. Um, I guess Mike drew number one. I don't know why. So I go so I go two and I go three. Um, So mine. Also involves the Patriots, but you're not going to like it. And it's another one that we've already talked about. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Malcolm Jenkins knocks Brandon Cooks the fuck out. It was totally clean. He just hit him so hard. And Brandon Cooks hit the ground so hard that he was unconscious. He fumbled the ball before he even hit the ground. Um, And this was like, again, Brandon Cooks took like five, six steps before he even got hit. He just didn't see him coming. And he just got fucking annihilated and yeah it was nasty it was nasty, and it set the tone for super like you know you you thought i was gonna go
1: philly special i thought you um i should have known better defensive guy
0: yeah well no and just like yeah and just a wide receiver getting hurt that's a great (laughs) that's that's good content for me
1: um i'm I'm pulling it up now i just gotta watch it again uh, yeah oh can we
0: yeah Uh, i mean show me please because it's it's football porn for me
1: it's brady oh i didn't realize it was so early Second quarter, early second quarter. Oh yeah, Chris Hogan. But, wow, there, there's a guy I haven't th- or, or thought about in a while. All right. It's a yeah, it's a big catch. It's like 25 yards. Boom. He held on, huh?
0: No, oh, I thought he fumbled. Did I? Am I remembering that wrong? It
1: looks like, <laughs> or I mean, he's not moving. And
0: everybody just knew right away. He like, oh, I think he, he held on to up. it.
1: Good for you, Brandon Cooks.
0: So, everybody just go and just. Oh my god! Yeah, god, he held on it. to it. Good Yeah, for you. He, yeah, he did, dude. What? I, I'm thinking of another play where there was a like. I I thought they just didn't recover the fumble, but anyway, Eagles up nine three in the second quarter. Didn't mean to take away from your uh, play. I mean, still an amazing play. No, I just I just love it, and I will always remember it, and it'll always be one of my favorites. Um, and uh, so it's fight. So I said, uh, so number moving on to number three in pick six, uh, James Harrison uh his interception return for a touchdown it's hard to all time it's so james harrison uh self proclaimed best play in super bowl history <laughs> so he was on Can't radio yeah yeah it. no i i was laughing listening to him explain it cuz he was just like he was like what play you know what other play can you can you or you know 14 point what, what,
1: swing is that what he was going yeah, with?
0: No 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 he was just saying like what other super bowl can you pick a play out uh, like just like that one like there's not there's nothing else like that play in It's the end of the half. It's a yeah, like the the Cardinals were flying down the field. They were gonna score. They had like seventeen seconds left. They were they were gonna score at the at the very least three points, but probably seven. And James Harrison goes off script. Something early he even said earlier on in his career, this is what kept him from succeeding, because he was a late bloomer in the NFL. Very you know, a ton Mm -hmm. of ability, but he was a late bloomer in the NFL because he was like, nah, fuck you, I'll figure it out. I, I, I just gotta do my thing until he finally had some humility
1: bought into and then system, yeah. and he
0: bought in and then Joey Porter got hurt in a game and he got his chance to get into a game and they're like oh we got a fucking stud on our hands okay and so anyway James Harrison goes off script he's supposed to blitz instead he knows what's coming you know Kurt Warner Kurt Warner doesn't see it coming because Harrison goes off script and instead he backs up into what looks like a zone blitz undercuts the pass goes 100 yards Looks like a running back at times. He's running through fucking tackles because he's a—I mean—he's a monster. He's yeah. Whoever
1: like, twenty-six was uh, on his own team almost like tripped him up like two or three times, but then he, he uh, laid a pretty mean lead block. As yeah, well, so. yeah.
0: He, he definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know who 20, 26 was.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he yeah. So twenty-six
0: leads away. Harrison's like then he then he starts tiptoeing down the sideline, and then Steve Breston and Larry Fitzgerald almost catch him. It's about as close as it gets to not being a touchdown. And, you know, of course, you know, it's you know, review goes to the booth, but like he's just laying on the ground exhausted for, for minutes afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's just
1: it's phenomenal. But
0: yeah, of course, fourteen point swing and then
1: and then uh, you know, so uh, I'll hand it off to you because the Steelers still needed this in order to win. Yeah, yeah, we're sticking to this game. Uh Santonio San Holmes uh toe tap in the in the back corner of the end zone, game winning touchdown created the toe tap in my opinion i mean i was like what, i think there are uh, I, yeah i think there are a lot of receivers
0: that probably take exception to that but
1: yeah i mean for for my but for, for you for, for, for you. my lifetime it was it was my first uh introduction to the toe tap and and what an introduction it was i mean dude what was the, i mean what could even be the catch probability the stretch, on that one like like yeah, does sports uh, science ever do that? Because, I don't know
0: because that. that I mean, that's got to be a that's got to be a ninety ninth percentile catch. You yeah, know what we, I need, mean? Like, we
1: need uh, we need the AWS does that now, right? Is, uh, is that what something uh, like yeah. that.
0: yeah. I, I but like, give me the you know I I'm not an analytics guy. Give me the analytics on that one though. Like like how how what was the degree of difficulty on that catch, especially given the situation?
1: He was you know, like, the coverage was draped on him too. It was it was
0: because it's similar to like. You know, like Joe Montana, everyone thinking Joe Montana is throwing the ball away and Dwight right. Clark goes up and snatches it. But Dwight Clark was only at the back of the end zone. Santonio Holmes is at the back of the end zone and the sideline. Yeah. And- yeah. With a guy trying to push him out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, pull that one up. Santoni- just Let's just pull it up. Let's just see. Let's just r- recall the situation. Um, what was it? Was the final 27-23 in that Super Bowl?
1: I think so, yeah. So they
0: didn't need the touchdown, but still. 2008. And, of Let's course, see. very professional. We didn't have it queued up. Oh, we can skip the ad, though. Excellent.
1: Big Ben okay. rolls out. Not really rolls out. Three oh. people right there. 35 seconds left. Yep, so you're right. It would have been 27-23 because it was 20 Yeah.
0: No, uh, I I do I do kinda remember that score. Because I remember like Larry Fitzgerald had scored not long before that on like a really long touchdown.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, he catch had, and a, run. he yeah. had a long one, that's right. Yep. Um You just jarred my memory. Oh. Yeah. It actually was uh I thought it was closer than that. He he had some space. Like, he not, did he, like not he didn't have a lot of space, but he had like uh six inches. I thought it was a little closer. But still phenomenal. I mean, like, and the ball placement phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, really, like, I actually,
0: you know, in retrospect, like now that we're watching it again, I I think I give more credit to Roethlisberger on this one. Don't get me wrong; good catch, especially in that situation. I mean, perfect ball. Wow. But yeah, like that's (laughs) yeah the
1: the graphics from two thousand eight. Right, right,
0: right. Yeah, the yeah the uh, the camera. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's, it's not so great, but. Oh, man. So uh yeah, what was it 2008? 2008, is that 2008 it? So, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I see what you're saying. It's a it's a formative moment for uh young wide receivers, right? So For sure.
1: And then uh I get 5 cuz snake draft style. It's correct. You do get 5. Uh You didn't like this one, but that's okay. Devin Hester kickoff Super Bowl 41 takes it to the house. <laughs> you know what? yeah Okay, so You like the play. I let, let mean, Of course, of yeah. course, yeah.
0: Um and uh, we'll get to Devin Hester in a second too but um this is this, this was fun for sure and like, yeah you pulled it up like uh cuz we did we did watch this one before and uh, uh Colts have had trouble covering kicks all <laughs> yeah. year and,
1: yeah he's uh, dissecting like he catches it and just dissects it it, it was kicked a little short it was a, like probably like a 92 93 yard right. return but
0: but he he took it all the way from left to right and yeah
1: you know what i miss most about like Talk about nostalgia. The well, camera I mean,
0: flashes. Oh, I was gonna say I miss kickoffs, but yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> true, true. Uh, but like uh, the flash photography, like as he's like catching the ball, like yeah. you don't get that anymore.
0: Yeah, true. Very true. Um, yeah, I miss kickoffs. <laughs> I miss kick returns. <laughs> uh, I didn't, dude. I didn't even know what I was missing. You know, at the time, you know, like, but it was just it was one of the more exciting parts of the game, and uh, I don't know injuries and stuff but uh so uh moving on the uh so the rams the greatest show on turf uh they win their super bowl with a defensive play and uh middle linebacker mike jones stops kevin dyson at the one yard line uh to end super bowl 34 and that was a i mean that was an all-timer too that was a great super bowl uh what was that was that like my that was the year between no, it was before the it was before they beat the Patriots. That's that's what it was. So this was two thousand. Um, the two thousand to two thousand one season. But yeah, that was Steve McNair on the Titans. Uh looked like the Titans I mean, they were just making a furious comeback and then they, you know, you take that risk, you throw it short, right? You know, yep. and say he's gonna if, and uh you gotta do what you gotta do, right? This this is like this is pre uh pre 8 and 8 Jeff Fisher like you know the, <laughs> yeah. like when like, Jeff Fisher was I still a good yeah, yeah. yeah when Jeff Fisher was still a good coach yeah um
1: but maybe yeah. this turned him into 8 and 8 Jeff Fisher
0: just the the need to make a sure tackle to end the game i mean that's just the essence of football right there you know like for sure so i love it um we got a few honorable mentions on there um for me i mean two of them have to come from uh from Super Bowl 51 with the Falcons and the Patriots because again it's just that game where like if just one freaking play had gone differently than, than the Patriots. but Julian Edelman's catch which actually that one wasn't that crucial but it was because it was I think it was second down or first down um but with the Patriots you know they had to have it like 3 or 4 minutes left in the game and he makes this unbelievable catch for a first down um that nobody thought he caught no nah. and then of course the play they really had to have is on a third down um Again, god damn it, Kyle Shanahan, just run the ball. <laughs> but but Dante Hightower again. We mentioned Dante Hightower again, uh with the strip sack. And that was really when you felt like I think it was like ten minutes left in the game, and that was when you really felt like this yeah. really might happen. They yeah, really might come back. For sure.
1: Let me get you uh Dante Hightower update. Uh now the linebackers coach for the New England. I saw Patriots. that.
0: I saw that. Yeah, God, they're gonna be linebackers all over the place there, right? Um no, so Steve Belichick t- took the job at Washington,
1: but yeah, the other um, Belichick is is still around.
0: Yeah, man, what a coaching staff, though, huh? Like, I, like I don't know if Hightower's Tower's a good
1: coach, but uh, like people like the like Belichick said he would be a good coach. Mayo said he would be a good coach. Players loved him. Um, it seems very Mayo esque. I don't know if Mayo is going to be a good head coach, but he was a good defensive coach, so I like it.
0: It's interesting, man. Again, I mean, they're going to have to develop a quarterback, and they but they've got some uh,
1: they've got some pieces to build with on and the defensive blood, side, which is very different than uh, that's true know. too.
0: That's true too. But the, yeah, they've already got defensive pieces to build with, and they and they might have like a hell of a coaching staff they're putting together there too. So yeah. I didn't mean um, to
1: detract from the from the pick six though. Please continue on the honorable <laughs> mention.
0: Yeah, sorry, honorable mention was supposed to be quick too. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Talk about in a losing effort because that was why I didn't like the Devin
1: Hester one because right, they, right, they, yeah, they got their ass kicked that. in that yeah. Super Bowl.
0: By the way, do you remember who the Bears' quarterback was then?
1: Uh, it wouldn't have been Grossman. It was it was Rex fucking <laughs> Grossman, <laughs> <laughs> and he
0: had like and he had like four fumbles that game because it was raining in I think in uh, Miami. It was it was a sh- or maybe Jacksonville. It was a shit show. Um, but Jacksonville yeah. had a Super Bowl, yeah. It mu- maybe. It was, I'm pretty sure it was Florida. That's all okay. I remember. If Jacksonville uh, the Super Bowl, that's crazy. I think Jacksonville did, though. Look it up. Okay. Look it up. Um, so, yeah, my other one. Uh, Don Beebe runs down Leon Lett while losing Super Bowl 27, the first Super Bowl that I actually remember. And then um, I, I just said that to Maussin, uh like an hour ago, and I, I kind of had a tear in my eye because it was 31 fucking years ago, the first Super Bowl that I
1: remember. Wow. Um, was yeah, like, that is old. Patriots defeated the Eagles in Jacksonville.
0: Oh, maybe that's why I'm remembering a Jacksonville Super Bowl. There we go. Wow. Yeah,
1: um,
0: I did not know that. Was the Bears and the Colts? Was that Miami? I remember it was very rainy that night. That's what I remember. But uh, and then the other honorable mention got to give uh, Sean Payton's onside kick to start the super uh, start the second half of Super Bowl 44. Yep,
1: you got it, Miami, Miami for that one. And okay. that's so cool. Devin Hester went to the U. Right. Pretty sure. Huh?
0: Yeah, that kind of makes it adds a, adds another element to it, right? Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Sean Payton's onside kick, super ballsy, Super Bowl yeah. forty four, yeah, um, pivotal play against. I mean, it was kind of the same thought process as the Patriots going for it on fourth down in that conference right. championship game two weeks before. It was just like you couldn't stop the Colts' offense, so mm-hmm. so the Saints had to create an extra possession. And he's like, "All right, this is how we're going to do it." <laughs> Surprise <laughs> onside kick to start the second half. So give Love credit it. where it's due. Uh, Playing Madden in the Super Bowl. The, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so um, so those are our that's that's pick six, everybody. That's our that's our. Um, there trip. will be, there will be no pick six on Sunday, I don't think. But we'll but we'll come back with pick six. Uh, no, you'll be on vacation next Friday, so we. We might have a bit of a hiatus coming yeah, but up. actually, yeah, but it's not. It's a because good time. Football for, is over. It's a good time for a vacation because it's you know once football's over, we digest, and then we, yeah, we then we can catch our breath and we go into March Madness, right? So yeah, yeah, it'll be we got right. to figure it out. I think it, I think it'll be okay. Um, so yeah, there's just some odds and ends here. Uh, obviously, an important uh, piece right here. They they finally uh, announced the Hall of Fame class, and. Uh, you know, it, it, you can't really take a uh, huge issue with it, but yeah, Devin Hester. Um, or I, I mean, a huge issue with any of the names. Um, so yeah, Devin Hester made it. Um, uh, I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Like, like, like everyone knows the name. You know, like again, I said this a little while ago when we, when we found out who the finalists were when it came to Devin Hester. I was like, how is he not a good wide receiver? Like, how did they not get I him? The, how did they not get him the ball in space? I, I don't think get it would it, be
1: in today's NFL. Again,
0: yeah, and we said that then yeah. too. Totally. Yeah. Um, fellow wide receiver, Andre
1: Johnson. Love that. He made it. Love that. He made it.
0: Well, you know, it's, I will get to this in a second, but it's interesting because there's a few pass catchers on this list that didn't make it. And I'm surprised that Johnson made it over them again. Not that I take issue with Andre Johnson really. Um, but also, uh, yep. So Dwight Freeney Mm -hmm. and Julius Peppers. So a couple of, uh, terrifying pass rushers. I can't really argue with either one of these. Um, very different, very different styles of like like Freeney was uh, not that Julius Peppers wasn't fast, but he was just so big and so long, and uh, and freakishly athletic. Dwight Freeney, his game was much more speed and finesse, but just like a spin move from hell. Did and Julius Peppers also play basketball? <laughs> I think he did at, at uh, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and free yeah Freeney was uh Syracuse back in there, back in their heyday.
1: That's which is really I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, wow. Freeney was Syracuse. Yep. Freeney and Harrison then, huh? Yes, sir. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not misremembering no, that. No, right? no, Dwight look it up. Dwight Freeney. I'm almost I, positive I no Freeney idea, was Syracuse. So yeah, yeah. I um and yeah, and then uh Patrick Willis is the last of uh the, the guys. there was a couple of the old timers yep. who I feel bad that I Steve McMichael sounds a little familiar. He was on that uh eighty five Bears. Uh he was the other D tackle along with uh William
1: Perry. Dwight Freeney was Syracuse. Good uh, call. Can there we go. Call, okay.
0: And then linebacker Randy Gratishar. This guy I don't remember. He was a seven-time All-Pro. He was nineteen seventy-eight yeah, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I really yeah. Haven't. So I feel like I need to do a little research. Randy Gratishar, Broncos linebacker in the seventies. Um, so a couple of old timers made it too, or the or the senior class as they call it, whatever the old timer class, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, so you know, congratulations to the finalists. I do just want to say, like you know, do, but do you take any issue with any of the finalists that were uh, left out? Um, because, like I said, we got Andre Johnson in there, but we get no Antonio Gates. Again, first year eligible. But Torrey Holt's been eligible for now, Jesus, 15, or excuse me, 10 years. And Reggie Wayne's been eligible for uh, five. Eight, eight,
1: or yeah, yeah. Five, so, five.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't like, I guess Reggie Wayne gets. Well, maybe both of them get yeah, bumped, bumped down a little bit because exactly of the, the guy
1: on the opposite w- side. Well, and you take that into consideration, and then you take what Andre Johnson was working with and his right. Matt,
0: his, yeah, he was catching passes from Matt Schaub. And, yeah, Yeah, so. you know.
1: He, Wait, did you say Schaub? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Nothing against. Like, I think. I think it's the right decision. Antonio Gates. I don't think he deserves to get in first ballot. I think that's. I think I'm consistent on that take. Maybe um, if he had a ring, maybe, maybe, uh, just because he was sort of—I mean, him and Tony Gonzalez, right—kind of popularized the tight end position. I would say, made it more effective. I would say, well, you know, not more effective, just more of a
0: pass catching position. Yeah,
1: because there was Shen Sharp, obviously, Cause, as cause well. Because
0: neither he or Gonzalez were were devastating blockers or anything. But that's
1: true. I guess they'd say you could say they
0: modernized it.
1: Modernized—that's a good way to put it. Uh, but yeah, the other guys like Jared Allen. He he's what a few years on the list now. I think he's going to get in the next year or two. I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Rodney Harrison. I think he'll get in eventually. I think there's some guys. See, I, that- I think
0: I think Harrison might not ever because of the. I mean, you got to put his highlight reel up there, and it's going to be all these hits that are dirty now. right? <laughs>
1: that's true. That's fair. And, and
0: that sucks. It shouldn't be that's that way because that's not. I mean. They weren't, quote-unquote, dirty hits then. I mean, literally the year he retired, isn't that the year? When did Goodell come in?
1: I'm not sure. Because – Let me look it
0: up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, he His retirement's right around the time Goodell came in. So, um, yeah, and no love for the offensive line. Willie Anderson yeah, and retired. Right, 2006, yeah. Yeah, yep, there you go. 2008's when Rodney retired. So, he and Goodell probably had a conversation. <laughs>
1: get out of my league uh, yeah
0: or or fuck that no no I, I refuse to believe it went down like that no nah, no nah, I didn't. harrison was like no fuck you I'm, I'm out you're not gonna find me um so anyway uh but yeah no love for the offensive line willie willie anderson and jari evans uh still waiting jari evans uh only been eligible for a couple of years but willie anderson's been around for a while um but again you know it, you know sometimes it comes down to rings and I so I think that's going to help Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne in the long run.
1: Um, I think it should. I mean, I I think those guys are both Hall of Famers. Yeah. But. I think I think what hurts Reggie Wayne too is Marvin Harrison.
0: That's what well that's what I'm
1: saying and yeah. and Tory Holt is Isaac Bruce yeah and just and then and then the Kurt guy and, yeah, and, yeah it's it's a it's a combination of the quarterback throwing and the other guy yeah that's that's a good point.
0: I'm a little surprised uh by Patrick Willis again. Absolute stud while he was in, but I think it was 7 year playing career. Uh I think he, when he called the quiz he was 28, 29.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I mean I was like that's kind of when I started to watch football, so Patrick Willis I have like a skewed perception. Like I thought he was a god essentially.
0: Right, right. Um and he was I think he was like the first uh it's like the, this is talk about throwback. I think he was the first linebacker with 90 speed in uh, in Madden. <laughs> and it was just like like whoa seems appropriate um yeah um but just a short career and you know like and longevity is part of it and it's not like he was he wasn't fragile it no. wasn't like he was getting hurt all the time right but it's just like longevity is part of it too right but if i guess if you're that dominant if if he if he's dominating on the level that Barry Sanders did in his short career right, right? so um you know again you can't really like really argue with any of these it's just is there anything to be reconsidered? That's all. But, um, So anyway, that's the NFL for now. And uh, so NBA trade deadline, Mike. Uh, you know, uh, I guess the most interesting one that I, that I see is Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. Thunder, you know, in, excuse me, in contention for the top seed in the West right now. What, is, what does Hayward bring at this stage in his career to, to a Thunder team that's already...
1: Right now, injuries. Um, <laughs> he's... Keep- missing his 17th game tonight, I believe. Calf injury uh, out until the All-Star break. Not sure when he's going to come back. But if he is healthy, um, which he hasn't been a lot in these past few years, I don't think he's paid, played above like 50 games in, in a few years now. Um, is part of that being on a bad Charlotte team? Maybe. Is part of that starting to break down a little bit? I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have the most physical game, and he's he's. not like he's, it's not like he's 38 either. Um, what kind of minutes was he getting? Like he, the, he was getting like 30, he was getting 30 a night. So the workload and with the thunder is not going to be like that for with a with No. A th- and I think that's it. It'll be a perfect fit. And it's not like he was their He was their go-to guy when they first went there, when he first got there, excuse me. It was like him and Terry Rozier, but now obviously they had LaMelo and LaMelo was the first option and miles bridges even really became the second option. And, uh, Gordon was kind of the third. I mean, he's going to be the clear third. He might be the fourth in OKC. But what I think the value it brings um, and what they gave up isn't much. Trey Mann's like a good young guard, good for Charlotte, young piece, um, good rotation piece, but like not somebody the Thunder are going to miss like a whole lot. And uh, uh, Burtens, Davis Burtens, I thought he was going to be a good fit in OKC, but he didn't really get a lot of minutes for whatever reason uh so not missing a lot there either if gordon hayward is healthy um the ability to stagger him in uh sga's minutes i think will be huge uh because sga is like obviously one of the best shot creators in the league and yeah they have you know Dub and they got other pieces but to have gordon hayward and his shot making ability he was averaging like i think like 12 and a half this year like six six rebounds three and a half assists so nothing like crazy but he's an efficient scorer he can take the load off the non-sga minutes and like to force a team to have like legit shot creators for 48 minutes like that's a pain in the ass for defense like you you see that a lot with the celtics like with with the jays being staggered right Tatum will come out at the six minute mark jalen brown will will take over tatum will come back jalen brown will get his rest they'll both come in and then, like, even with Chris Stops now. But I wouldn't quite put Chris Stops on that. But to have that second guy where you can be like, okay, SGA, take four minutes. It's Gordon Hayward time. And Gordon Hayward's proven that it's like, yeah, anybody can do that in volume. But he's actually efficient. He's a good shooter. And he can create a little bit. And he's not afraid to pass. I mean, he's not the best passer in the world. But he's not, he's not a ball hog either. He's not Malik Monk just jacking up shots left and right. Gotcha. So. So I think it'll be value if he if he's healthy. Um, I thought that was an interesting one. Uh the Knicks were kinda interesting as well. Uh they traded with the Pistons. Um, the Pistons finally got rid of their veteran wings. Um, not sure why they were on the Pistons to begin with. Uh obviously the Pistons thought they'd be a little more competitive than they are. Um, but like Bogdanovich and Alec Berg's had no business being on that team. They're they're kind of pieces that can help a team try to be a contender. I I wish they went to, like, especially Alec Burks, I wish he went to a team that I think has a better shot of contending, like the Knicks. Um, Julius Randle's well, out right now. Jalen Brunson's playing really well.
0: Well, I was just going to say, though, I mean, they're about to overtake the Bucs for third. Actually, I think they were ahead of the Bucks for third at one point. So the Knicks, I mean, the Knicks are going to host a playoff
1: series. It no, looks like. no. And like, Like I hope that they do well, and I really do think that this could push them. um, Like it's not pushing them past the Bucks. I know that it is in the stand. They are in the standings right now. Talent wise, I think when it comes to like, yeah, I mean, Philly, yeah, they're up for grabs with Embiid going down. Obviously, Um, Celtics, Bucks. I don't think so. Heat beat the Heat beat the Knicks right now. I know that they're struggling. But I still think the Heat beat the Knicks in the playoffs if it comes down to that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think that would have been a good team for for Alec Burks to go to is the Heat. Um, I talked about him early in the year. Like, again, uh, efficient, efficient shooter and can do a little bit of everything. Not the best defender, but like a guy that you want on your bench come playoff time to give you like 17, 18 minutes. Like, Alec Burks is that guy at this point in his career. Bogdanovich is... Kind of like Malik Monk, he just shoots. Um, he, he'll get like 26 points, zero rebounds, zero assists, you know. <laughs>
0: which, which is pretty much how you described him when you were trying to convince me to
1: be a Pistons fan. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good time. That was before they lost like 84 games in a row or something like that. <laughs> um, and then a couple of surprise
0: releases, and so, uh, uh, Spencer, uh, Spencer did with uh, another guy kind of talking about that 12, six and three, uh, but he was uh, waived by the Raptors. Uh, so what was it was after a swap for Dennis Schroeder. So this is just like a salary dump or what's going on? Yeah, here?
1: he was, he had a con, he had a um, clause in his contract where he would get an extra 1.5 million. I'm not sure if it was game incentives or, or whatever, but he was going to get it. And uh, the Raptors decided they didn't want to pay that. The Raptors are in a really weird spot. They, they got Emmanuel quickly and R.J. Barrett. So they got, like, young. But you think that they would want to try and contend now type of thing. Like, they still have Scotty Barnes. Um, they're in a really, really weird spot. New coach. Uh, Schro- Schroeder was playing decent for him. Like, uh, he was starting, then he came off the bench, and then he was kind of in between. They were still trying to figure out the rotation after the, the trade with the Knicks. And it just... Uh, Spencer did win. I saw that and I was like, okay, cool. Like a guy that um, he's lengthy. He's a guy you want in the NBA. He's a six-five point guard. Like he gives you length, uh, which is value on, on the defensive end. And he can he can score a little. Not having his best year, but then they just straight up release him, which I I, I don't know. I was a little surprised by it, at least. Yeah,
0: you don't see a lot of uh, outright releases in the NBA.
1: Uh, Pistons did though. They they released their number seven overall pick in twenty twenty, Killian Hayes whose agent came out and said that he would like a change of scenery a few days ago. Um, Yeah. Who wouldn't (laughs) you're in, you're in Detroit on the worst team in the league. So he got benched. He did not play until uh, until Wednesday night on the trade deadline. Uh, Pretty interesting that they play games on the trade deadline because like the Pistons were depleted, right? They didn't get their They had traded a few pieces away. So they were down to like seven, like cave Cunningham, was out with knee soreness, so they were down to like seven or eight players that night. So they, they were forced to play.
0: The usual DNPs get their minutes. Well, yeah. like Killian
1: Hayes wasn't a DNP until you know he started to make noise, and then he became a DNP. He played well that night, and then they released him anyway. They also released Joe Harris. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting, man. I mean, the buyout market is, has become like a big thing post trade deadline in recent years for the NBA. Um, Gallinari got released. I'm not sure. I think the Pistons released him as well. I'm not sure if he got dealt somewhere else on Wednesday or not, but yeah, there's, there's some veteran pieces out there that could, that could help people. Um, and also in the basketball world, just, uh,
0: it's always that much more satisfying when karma comes immediately. And so, <laughs> um, the Kings, uh, the Kings lost the other night. What was this? Uh, oh, it was this Wednesday night. Uh, but they got their comeuppance for a, uh, just a just a ruthless so uh, funny. video uh, as the as the Pistons were being introduced in in Sacramento. Yeah, Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Uh, and it's just a, it, I mean they're just playing the video of uh, of Ayuk making the catch that bounced off the Lions DB's face mask.
1: <laughs> just repeatedly.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, just 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 on repeat. Just I, I think it was like other other highlights from the game, right? Or was it just that? Clip? It was
1: just that one. Just over that clip. O- like the, they go into it. Like they go into like the full play. And then they just keep replaying the bouncing off of the Lions DB's helmet, and then Ayu catching it. And it's just the it's the PA announcer being like, "And at six ten, at center, Jalen Durant." <laughs> just like so monotone, it, it was hilarious. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Pistons. I think were sixteen point underdogs. I think they were like plus seven hundred on the money line or something crazy like that. And then they just uh, they go in there and win. I think it was Monday night, Monday or Tuesday. But yeah. Yeah, just insane. I
0: was, I was trying to find it here. Um, it, it was
1: before the trade deadline. I know that, so I, it, it was probably Monday. And the Pistons won one thirty three to one twenty.
0: Um, yeah. How do you? Where where do they show the date? <laughs> where do they show the date of the game? Is we'll this, get, we'll get you. We'll get you there one this day. Is silly. Oh, February eighth. So that's or updated February eighth at one forty six a.m. So it must have been Tuesday night. Yeah. Okay. I think we got it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh no, it was it was Wednesday. It was yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. Okay, we I'm yeah. misremembering. remembering. Yeah, yeah. All okay. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I'm bad with uh, numbers, dates, Roman numerals, dude. what we were like doing the Super Bowl <laughs> research, Jesus. Like I get it. Like Roman numerals are elegant and all that stuff. It, it looks cool. It looks cool for marketing purposes, but it's confusing, especially at this hour. I was yeah. I was getting pretty twisted up trying to. Like what's the rule? All right, the X is before the L. Like
1: all right, carry the two. Like dude, how?
0: I mean, how many times did I ask you? Like what Super Bowl was that? Because I was just like, <laughs> I I don't want to do yeah, that. Was a couple. It was a couple. And they and they all list it that way. They don't just write out the numeral. Like
1: like they do Roman numerals. Are fucking killing me. Roman numerals are tough. They are. The only one I remember is fifty one LI, um, and that's just. Falcons Patriots Super Bowl right
0: and I remember 52 because that was my number in high school and it was the the one the Eagles won so I was like well this is perfect like you know so the stars aligned that day Uh, 52 what a number I was 15 yeah I mean I wore it I I wanted to be 40 for Star and Pat Tillman but I wasn't a ball carrier so I couldn't wear that and so I was like Ray Lewis there we go there you go yep um all right. Well, that seems like a good place to stop the sports for now. Uh, but, of course, we will be back in like 48 hours on that. But Second. before we leave, uh, as always, we have holidays in history, which we will also not do on Sunday. Uh, so we'll get you caught up on the next week's holidays and history and holidays. And uh, holidays in history. We already decided that. It's holidays in history. Let's holidays, to the and history. holidays in history. Holidays in history. Every day is a holiday. Every day is an important day in history. And we're going to celebrate them all. So, uh, here it is. So, uh, <laughs> February 10th, all the news that's fit to print day. Um, wait, who's... New York Times. Is that, is that New York Times? Yeah. yeah
1: there we go. Um, they just randomly put it on their left left side, like in like 1897, and just one day, and just, uh, and it's it, been there ever since. And it just took off.
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie, I use a lot of New York Times pieces. It's uh, Even if I don't agree with the viewpoints or whatever, it's, it's very well-written stuff. Yeah. So, it's not like you can... Uh, not you can argue with it. Uh, again, if you're a first time listener, Michael and I work at a uh, at a lovely newspaper in uh, beautiful Bennington, Vermont, and uh, can almost see it from here. And you, yeah. So uh, you know, working as an editor, you syndicate syndicate pieces from other outlets. So yeah, we use New York Times quite a bit. Uh, all right. Also on February 10th in 1996, my wife and I just saw this on the Hulu series that you know that '90s series, Mm -hmm. and. I'm just like again, like Terminator had just come up, come out. Well, so what the fuck? Uh, Gary Kasparov lost a chess match. It was a rematch, by the way, because he had already beaten he had already beaten IBM's Deep Blue, and then IBM's Deep Blue learned from that shit. And then a bunch of fucking chess people like betrayed the human race and they helped IBM develop a, like a better chess playing computer. It's like, dude, like when did Terminator? I think Terminator came out like, or. No, the first Terminator was, like, you know, seven or eight years. It was in the 80s. And then Terminator 2 came out, like, two or three years before that. It's Like, what are you people thinking? Learns. Like, yeah, stop. Like, whatever. It's like that quote from Terminator 2 where, uh, wait, you, shit, you've seen, God damn it. Well, whatever. Um, yeah, Eddie Furlong, he just turns to Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's like, we're not going to make it, are we? And he's like, people, I mean. And then, yeah. <laughs> And then Arnold Schwarzenegger is just like, it's in you nature to destroy yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's and that and, you know, and that's me. That just kind of summarizes my take on life lately, you know, and, uh, you know, that and, you know, just wishing for like an asteroid instead of the next presidential election. Things like that.
1: I can agree with that one.
0: All right. Thanks. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, February 11th, International Day of Women and Girls in Science Day. So, we just had so just a few days ago, we had uh, uh, girls and and women in sports, right? Um, sticking with
1: the S's, I guess.
0: Yeah, there we go. Uh, so do you ever want
1: to be a scientist? I was never smart enough to even want to be a scientist. Um, I mean, I
0: I have a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology, I guess. Yeah, so. so a science of sorts, it's the science of human
1: movement, it is, it is indeed. Um,
0: I didn't end up using it much. I was a health and PE teacher for a little while. I don't think that's a movement. Because my, my academic advisor at UNLV didn't inform me that if I wanted to be an athletic trainer, that it was already too late. Like, like it's like oh, yeah, you just, you needed to start thinking about that after the first semester. It's Your like,
1: advisor is probably the right. uh, facilities manager for the football field as well.
0: Probably. Let's just blame it all on her. Works for me. It's probably her fault that uh, I couldn't take... Uh, or, no, when I did my labs for some of my kinesiology classes, all the shit was broken. Yeah. You have, and it, you have told And then they long. And then they spent, like, $16 million to bring in... The, the, the school lost so much money oh, to bring in the, the presidential debates. Yeah. Because of, like, security and all this other shit. And, like, oh, yeah, but, you know, you can't pay for me to go to school. That's cool. You know, whatever. I guess, you know, because I was doing it on the GI Bill, it doesn't count, right? So, whatever. Uh also february eleventh, 1990 uh, nelson mandela released from prison the uh, anti apartheid uh, activist and freedom you know freedom fighter and um who survived some some very shitty conditions in prison for over 27 years and uh yeah and also, you know, has the Mandela effect name for him because a lot of people thought he died in the 90s and he really didn't die until like 20 years later. Yeah, but, I, but, I'm, me among them. But literally so many people were just like, yeah, he died like like 30 years ago. I'm like, no, no, he didn't. And uh, yeah, there's lots of those Mandela effects out there. Like mm-hmm. literally like, you know, logos that you thought yeah. uh, looked a certain way,
1: but they don't. Spellings of certain companies. Uh, or...
0: Yeah. Is it, is it Bernstein Bears or Berenstein Bears? And um there's a lot there's some good ones. Um even down to like certain things about the Kennedy assassination, which that could just be straight up brainwashing for all we know. <laughs> I don't know. Um I was really fascinated with the Kennedy assassination for like seventy two hours. Like didn't sleep and just like kept researching.
1: I it's like a, I love when I like fall into like a trap like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when like something that actually can keep your interest that long. Totally. Um February twelfth is Darwin Day. Um, Mike, you put this one on there. Is, it, is this like for Charles Darwin, it or is, is this like for yeah. dumb people?
1: It's for is it Charles is it Star the Darwin? Yeah, but
0: I mean, okay, but but like we can, but we can riff off Darwin Award, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. totally. Um, Darwinism.
1: I feel Beautiful like thing.
0: I mean, I feel like we make fun of dumb people every episode, so that's a, so yeah. Uh, good job, Charles Darwin. I, I'm pretty sure he was in love with his sister or something, but um, that might. Can anybody can I can't get sued for making fun of Charles Darwin, right? Like he's dead. So, right? Either. Like his family can't come after me. Um you can tell it's getting towards the end of the episode. It was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fired off. February 13th, National Crab Rangoon Day. Uh, I don't know. See, I don't like crab. I don't like seafood. Something about Adding adding cream cheese and fried to the to the crab though, and I'm like, I'll, I'll eat that shit
1: for sure. Yeah, so I like, you know, I had it before I knew what it was, so I like it in that regard. I don't know if I would necessarily try it if somebody told me, "Hey, try this fried cream cheese crab concoction." That's gooey. I think I'd be nah, I'm good, but I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a great app. It's like a it's a slept on appetizer, like a little crab and for the table. I agree,
0: slept on. I think that's totally fair. Um. And it's kind of like, you know, you describe that food and it's kind of like, like if I didn't know what eggs were, I thought about this at breakfast the other day, like, dude, the texture is actually really gross. Oh, it's so gross. And it's like, so, but like, it's just because I know that I like eggs. Right. And so like, so I can deal with it. But, but, but if you didn't tell me that was eggs and you just put it in my mouth, you go to a foreign
1: country and they're like, they're serving you this and you have no idea what it is. You have no concept of it. like. Absolutely not. No,
0: I'd be like, "What? No, that's octopus. That's gross. So, like, I don't want that." I like yeah. octopus. Like, wait, you do
1: like octopus? Oh,
0: calamari. Yeah. does it. I mean, I'd, see, I'd say, yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't like calamari. I, I don't like any seafood. So, like, so again, going back to the crab thing is weird. Um, okay, speaking of weird, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. It's like there's like this whole concept of like you're supposed to like love the person, you know. 365 days a year and everything like that. I think Valentine's Day is a stupid holiday. I think
1: it's a Hallmark holiday. Yeah, not... I, I've said that too, and it, it's gotten me into a little bit of trouble. So this year, <laughs> I'm going to Niagara Falls with my girlfriend um, instead of being out of the way concept- to stand your
0: ground, buddy. <laughs> yeah, instead
1: of <laughs> last year, I was in Costa Rica, not with my girlfriend. So um, yeah, she doesn't listen to this show. So we're going to go to, uh, like, you know how. Not even when she's here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know how there's like top of the hub in like Boston and there's those kind of restaurants where they like rotate. So Niagara Falls has one for like the observatory. So we're gonna do I'm gonna surprise for dinner there where it's like three hundred sixty rotating. Should be cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um I mean I'm I'm obviously I'm gonna do something for Valentine's Day, like we'll go to dinner or something like that. If I mean probably I'll probably be at work late that night, you know, that's how it's been going, but um, but this is, this is real love is my wife was like, no, I, I just, I just want to make sure you are able to come to a trivia night the next, Oh night. hell yeah! you know what I mean? Cause yeah. Valentine's day is Wednesday. Wednesday yep. Yeah. So yeah. And then there's, you know, there's trivia over at uh Bennington theater the next night and that's more important for, to her for me to come to that. Also so.
1: Valentine's day is my dad's birthday. So shout out there. Oh,
0: ah, there you go. Oh yeah. Today I did. I did say it last time, but today is my stepdad's birthday. So shout out there. Um, Let's see. Uh Frederick Douglass Day is also February 14th. Uh that's a big one. I did mm-hmm. a uh I did a, a big report on Frederick Douglass in like six. Oh really? Three? Yeah. Um yeah, he like I and uh, you know, read the book. Um the damn it, it's not the life and times of Frederick Douglass. It's it's something like that though. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like it, it's like his I think it's his memoir or whatever, and it, it was really good. Um and obviously um yeah. I don't know. An underrated. Uh, he's he's like an underrated one of the yeah. Of the not not talked about c- a lot. Civil, I feel civil like. War movement. Yeah. yeah. Like you know the 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 you know freeing the slaves and, and such. Right. The abolitionist movement. Uh. And uh. In 1990, space shit's always gonna make it on here. Um. You know. You know that with me by oh, now. Yeah. So in 1990, the Voyager reached um 2.7 billion miles away from Earth. <laughs> Oh, no, sorry, from the sun, not from Earth. Uh, but it was 2.7 billion miles away from Earth. It was launched in 1977. So then in 1990, it took a picture of the Earth, and so they just called it the pale blue dot because it literally was like Earth was just like the size of a pixel. Like, it just looked like nothing from there. So crazy. It's it's mind-blowing. Like, how did it, like, it, you know, we were talking about this. Like, how do they calculate that shit? How do they... I don't know how do how do things not how do things not go wrong more often with space stuff with 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 rockets and spaceships and
1: and like how do you get to a like you're not, you know you can get to a point and like at that point there's no real concept of what you're doing and you just continue to move forward like I feel like there would be like so many stops along the way that it w- it would take forever and it took forever but that's just because of how the the sheer distance away that it was, it just, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's mind boggling.
0: I mean, every time I, I st- start doing the mind bogglingness of space, uh, I do, I always do this one that there are stars out there that we haven't seen just cause their light hasn't reached us yet. I know. And, uh, that's one of my coolest, um, so it's just one of my favorite things to know ever. Um,
1: that's, that is a good one for sure.
0: Yeah. I was just trying, I was just trying to find more on this Voyager thing. Yeah, Voyagers one and two were charged with exploring the outer reaches of our solar. Um, so it doesn't say which one passed by Jupiter in March of 1979, Saturn the following year. So, oh, and I dude, I undersold it on Valentine's Day. It was three point three point seven billion miles away from the sun. Yeah, um, give it an extra if, billion, as if those numbers mean anything.
1: Like, yeah, I can't comprehend like, that
0: like, number either. Yeah, do you do you have a hundred million dollars or a hundred and fifty million dollars? Who fucking cares? I'm rich. Um All right, okay, that's enough of that one. But cool stuff. Uh very cool. <laughs> so February fifteenth is a Noy Squidward Day, and this one made me giggle because uh in high school we had a kid who and and respect by the way, he became an army officer. Uh he went to Norwich the year after me. But uh Johnny Driscoll, if you're out there, I guess sorry. Cause we called you Squidward all the time, but you know what? It motivated him. You know what I mean? Mm. He lifted, the, he lifted his ass off after we started calling him that. And, uh, and then we called another kid Patrick too. Cause he was kind of like shorter and dumber and like, you know, um, he lives right here in town too. I see him all the time. Anyway, both of them, good dudes, but high school kids are assholes. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. and, uh, and I was no exception to that. So annoy Squidward day. Yes, we did. And, uh, <laughs> we probably did it on February 15th if I had to guess. Um. All right. Uh, also, February fifteenth is National Flag of Canada Day, and this was a this was a WTF moment for me. They didn't adopt Canada did not adopt the Maple Leaf flag until nineteen sixty
1: five. Yeah. You uh you just uh, dropped a bomb on me on that one. I had no idea. Nope. I, I was I was not in the know for that one. Nope. Me uh, I got to give one more shout out. Shout out to my brother Ryan. His birthday is February fifteenth. The Mossens are just like born in February, so I'm I'm gonna be doing this next week too so actually we're not gonna be doing this next week so um
0: oh so i mean if you have other birthdays yeah it's it's february
1: so 22nd shout out to mama Mossen' birthday yeah it's weird we're all in june my yeah i'm in january so i'm like a month off but like even still it's like it's like a month and then yeah my other brother's november so he's he's kind of out there a little bit but four out of the five within like 33 days or 37 days all right
0: uh okay yeah we're we're almost there almost at the finish line February 16th uh Innovation Day and you put 9 years what's that?
1: <laughs> Arizona State University is the leader in innovation for 9 years running it's uh if you're ever on the campus uh you'll you'll see the buses printed with the signs bus stops like on the buses themselves um when I was there it was 2 years in a row and they've just continued to be the leader in innovation um it boils down to like this rec- like certain like recycling bin <laughs> that they have or something like it's so stupid. But they beat out like Stanford and like MIT for innovation. And like that is just their marketing ploy. Like they they're so proud. Who are the uh, the innovators, the, the arbiters of who is the I'm not sure what who the, is the, who is the I'm keeper sure, of that game. I'm not sure what the innovation playoff committee looks like. Uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you for, on that one.
0: Uh, all right. I mean, I, probably I, not
1: f- fans of Florida State if I had to. go. I
0: mean, I'm sure they like helped like come up with like the beer pong rules, right? Like that—that's innovation, right? Yeah. It's, it's near Las. Nine Vegas, years, right? though. That's a, that's a hell of a dynasty.
1: <laughs> it's a hell of a dynasty.
0: Uh, hey, you know what? Sorry, I, I apologize. I shouldn't. I, I went, to, dude. I went to UNLV. Like, what the fuck am I saying? Like, um... <laughs> okay. And uh 1923 this one just always kind of blows my mind too. I never saw the mummy, but uh you know maybe oh, I have it. seen that one. So wow, weird. That's a first. Um <laughs> but 1923 Howard Carter the archaeologist, he uh he said fuck it and he opened King Tut's tomb and I don't know was, uh <laughs> you know I don't know if the, it, it's walking that line between crazy and stupid. Everybody thought there was going to be a curse. Apparently nothing bad happened to this guy or like anybody in it. Like people, a lot of bad things happen to people that opened tombs. But yeah, apparently smart. this one didn't go so bad. It's kind of asking for trouble, right? You um, would think? You would think. And um, wow, that's over. That's over a hundred years ago too. But yeah, King Tut was in a in a solid gold, or there was like three different sarcophaguses around him, and uh, and the last one was just made of solid gold because. Um, No, it's just what they do. I mean, I I guess we do that with some seventeen-year-olds now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, just yeah, the uh, immortalizing, right? But I mean, you know, LeBron was basically that when he was seventeen, right? True. I mean, he was anointed the king when he was seventeen. Of course, King Tut died, I think, when he was seventeen. So, different times, different times. It was a different time.
1: Uh, well, you know what? Uh, that's our show. Is this uh, did we set a record for shortness? Yeah, I think we did. Um, I think we did. We're at an hour forty. I think this will actually be cut down a little bit too. So. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll
0: probably make a cut. Um, so uh, see, yeah, you know what? Easter egg. See if you can find out where we cut the show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but that being said, we will be back in less than forty-eight hours at the conclusion of Super Bowl Fifty-Eight
1: after the Chiefs win 38-21. Um, After the Chiefs lose 31 23. Interesting. All
0: right. Uh, but that's our show. Uh, Mike, go ahead hit that music. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Alex Grohl, for this song Be, uh, Noisy Neighbors. Uh, find his stuff on Pixabay. Thank you to Cat TV for giving us this equipment. Uh, thank you, everyone out there listening, including those of you that have sent messages being like, WTF, why are you only once a week? Why are you not posting the, you know, posting it up? I'll, I'll get it back on social, too. I'm sorry. And uh, keep your eyes peeled for that website. It's coming sh- shortly. It's only going to get better.
1: Thank you, guys.